Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Indie Comics. This is your host, Maddie, and I am with... Dave Tigerman-Smith. And we have some very special guests today. Um, they just started their own comics publishing house, which is like the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Um, would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, I am uh, Christopher Rita, and I am a publishing partner and writer and editor. And I'm Mason Mendoza, also a publishing partner, writer, and editor. For Critical Entertainment, yeah, the LLC. coolest new publisher. Can you guys tell us about how this came to be? How did you decide to create your, not not just create your own comics, but create your own publisher? A long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Um, we went to school together, so we both went to CSU Northridge. Uh, we met up. He's a screenwriting major. I was a philosophy major. Um, we lived together for a little while, and it just kind of became the thing. Yeah, we came up with a few story ideas that we've been kind of like working with for a few years. And uh, I went ahead and I wrote a few graphic novels here, Space Dragon, Zombie Zero, Planetary Expansion. So we took those books and we started selling them at comic conventions. We got an LLC. Uh, we... We currently show at San Diego Comic-Con, WonderCon. The big leagues. Emerald City. Yes. So we're hitting all, you know, all the big conventions on the West Coast here. Hopefully move move towards New York and Chicago in the next few years. What? So, I mean, you live together. You talked about it. What really made you decide this is what we want to do? Because, I mean, it's not just like, I'm going to make chicken for dinner. Like, I'm just going to start my own publisher. <laughs> like, it's a big undertaking. Like, what what truly made you decide to, to do it? Um, well, with indie comics, it seems like the best way to really get your stuff out there is to promote it and sell it yourself. Um, some of these other indie publishers really won't take a look at you if you're a new publisher, even if your book's good. I mean, I really only heard back from one publisher um, and we were already attending these shows, so we we thought, okay, let's let's just get a good let's get an LLC and actually run a legit company. And then surprise, surprise, we got into San Diego Comic Con, and all these other conventions started recognizing us, and our popularity started growing. So we've we've we kind of have a good traction right now, and an arrow pointing up. So so far, so good. Now I looked through uh, the the books you brought, which. All are incredibly amazing, and they're very diverse on the genres. Uh, like, what really drove you to create like four different books? Um, so I wanted to try to kind of figure out which genres I liked writing in. Uh, I've kind of kind of gravitated towards sci-fi a little bit more, but I wanted to be able to get my zombie story out of the way. <laughs> uh, you know, the the college zombie story that's out of there. Um, and Space Dragon was like a far out sci-fi and planetary expansion is more of like a, a hard sci-fi. Um, and then I did some shorts, like I did a caveman short, I did a cowboy short. Um, and then I have a series, the first Americans, which is prehistoric paleo Indian. So 
uh, I got to play with a bunch of different genres, and that allows customers to be able to go, oh, I like cowboys, and they come over, and you go, oh, here, check out this stuff. Oh, you like zombies? We also have this. Oh, you like sci-fi? We have this. So we're trying to throw a wide net right now, and that's kind of like the general idea. Now I kind of more comfortable with certain genres and what I like to write and stuff like that. The, the, the first thing I really noticed was the art. And a lot of these uh, startup companies, publishing companies and stuff, the art is never really great. But you guys, <laughs> that, that's You're saying mildly. Uh, that's but, fair. <laughs> but your guys' stuff is, is phenomenal. R- very well done. Like, how did that come to be? Was that one of your, like, main things that you wanted to put out there was we have to have great art or... Well, we started with some shorts, right? So then we could play around with some different artists and get used to the whole process. And we actually had some artists that either fell through, didn't work out, or maybe their art style wasn't exactly up to par. Um, Because, yeah, as starting out, that's a big fear. You know, people will pretty much just look at the art first before they even bother reading it. So if your art is subpar... You know, it's not going to get picked up and read. Um, And then, you know, we just, we're lucky and we're comic book lovers, so we know kind of good art. And we also had some other people who helped us out who were like, hey, you need a different artist, (laughs) you know? And it's like, oh, okay, I'm a little too close to this. Step back, let other people check it out first. So we actually switched artists on Zombie Zero fairly early on. And, you know, we're happy with, Leandro Rizzo, he's great. How did you find these artists? Um, so when I first started, a lot of people were like, go to DeviantArt and go <laughs> look for artists. And it's like, needle in a haystack. I mean, yeah. no way. Well, especially for a sustained book. Like, it's one thing to draw or create one piece of art versus to do panels and to do a story and to have expression. And yeah, it's such a different and medium. I got a lot of people who are like, well, my cousin likes to draw. And it's like... <laughs> Does he like to draw 100 pages yeah, in a exactly. row? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> On a timeline. And can he finish? So, yeah, we started with shorts like Alonzo, uh, Melina Gonzalez there. We started him on a 16-page short. Then we threw him on Space Dragon, which is about 100 pages. He finished that. And then we threw him on Planetary, which was like 240 pages. How hard was it to test him on uh, Space Dragon? Because it has no words, and it's just full-on storytelling with pictures. Um, you know, uh, my scripts are pretty detailed and, um, I got a sample page from him and it looked really good. And, you know, I really needed an artist who could do space landscapes, especially so I could throw them on planetary later because that's all in space and that's going to be a long series. And I need to make sure I have someone who can do the beautiful space photos, you know, and stuff. And he's great. Yeah. Now I want to throw this out there just because, I don't want to slip like the audience's mind um, because you're going to want to buy these books. So where can they buy them from? Uh, a few places. You can go to our website at www.criticalentertainmentla.com or it's on amazon.com and you can just search Space Dragon or Zombie Zero or Critical Entertainment. And then it's also up on Comixology as well. I'm probably going to throw that out there a couple more times just to like stick it in them because you want these books. Yeah. You, you want them www.criticalentertainmentla.com or you know you can always stop by the booth at uh, Los Angeles Comic Con, Long Beach Comic Con, WonderCon, San Diego Comic Con or even Seattle Comic Con, Emerald City. That's awesome. And I will say as your 
direct consumer here for Dragon Comics. <laughs> I was actually just talking about this video game that I have become addicted to and played for 12 hours yesterday because I'm a normal, healthy human. Um, it's called Little Dragon Cafe, and you just raise a dragon and run a cafe, and I'm a 29-year-old woman, and I spent 12 hours doing that yesterday, and I can't wait to go home and play more. Um, <laughs> uh, addiction, it's it's interesting. Um, but I love dragons. The whole point of me playing that forever is because you get to raise a little dragon, and so when I looked into you guys and saw that you had a comic called Space Dragon, I was immediately in. Uh, and it's just so cool. I love, you know, Dave talked about how it's there's no words. It's just images it's just pictures and I think that's something that is so powerful about comics right is breaking the medium a little bit like how often do you even see that even in indie comics indie comics are about creating new and diverse and interesting stories and I think it's really neat that like I know for me I haven't seen a comic that has no words at all that's really cool and really impressive and I think um, you guys are breaking the mold a lot here and how much does that come into play of you know you're creating the stories you just want to create and that you have ideas for, but how much are you thinking about, you know, diversity and how can you do something new and original and different? I mean, there's sort of a process. Um, in film school, we were taught to do, you know, they made us do projects without dialogue first. Mm -hmm. So you'd learn to show and not tell. Yeah. And I kind of have a problem with some comics where it's like, two characters are fighting and they're throwing monologues in each panel mm -hmm. and it, the action goes slow. And, you know, when people are fighting, you're tired. You're not, <laughs> you're not throwing out monologues and talking and doing all this crazy stuff. So, and space dragon was kind of a way for me to tell a story without dialogue. So you can tell a story visually, you know, kind of show totally. publishers, show fans like, Hey, I can do this. You know, here's something unique and original yeah. you know you know you no one's had a book like this before so you know yeah, that, and it's that, about that was kind of the dragon yeah. doesn't have to speak your human language he's living his life being a dragon and now i can work on different stuff or you can make many many more space dragon books <laughs> <laughs> now in case we haven't sold this enough th this is like the best no words storytelling since the gi joe silent issue Oh, um, throw it out. I, I, he's I'll wearing put that out there. I, I will. I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan. I was going to say, you guys can, and... you can't see this, but he's wearing a G.I. Yeah. Joe sweatshirt right now. So yeah. this man is the authority. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it really is. And I really mean that. Wow. But before, you know, you sell the book, uh, how do you guys build your name up so mm -hmm. you can sell the book? It's been <laughs> years of work, years of going to comic conventions, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram ads, of course. Um, networking in the comic industry, meeting people like you, um, you know, very welcoming press. Everyone's just been wonderful to us. Uh, in the end of the day, I think we're also just really lucky. Yeah, and we we interned at Boom Studios and mm -hmm. stuff. Nice. So I mean, going back to the process, it it's not going to just happen overnight. You know, you got to go to all these conventions, get get used to people seeing you. You know, go to panels, meet editors, give them free stuff, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. A lot stuff. of giveaways, yeah. What's, yeah. what's the process of conventions like? I mean, what were your first cons like? Was it hard? Was, you know, have you had some rough breaks <laughs> there as well as the successful ones? Uh, yeah, well, we started with Long Beach and some of the smaller ones. And, um, you know, it's it, it, it's an uphill battle, especially in the beginning, you know. So to chime in, um, at that first convention, we were handing out free preview eight page of Zombie Zero just to get the story out there. And now, you know, we'll go back to Long Beach this year. That was what, six years ago? 
Yeah, about six years. And we have people who are like, wow, you completed the series. Can I get issue seven? And it's those same people who grabbed a free preview. And it feels so good when people stop by. Yeah, so I, I, I get a lot of people who are like, oh, I remember this flyer. Mm-hmm. Or I remember this eight-page preview. And you're like, well, I'm glad I put in some of the work. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of customers... They're, they're not sure if you're going to come out with issue number two or issue yeah. number three or issue number four. So, you know, consistency, them seeing that you're going to stick around for a while, that's that's where the the brand starts to kind of build up. So, yeah, our arrow's pointing up, so we're, we're, we're going to keep going and see how far we can take it. Now, what's the, the harshest criticisms you guys ever, like, received? Because it, it can't all be, like, just good, you know, like, this is the, the next G.I. Joe silent issue. Like you, you have to get, you have to have like some people that are just you know hating themselves, so they want to bring that hate on you guys too. Oh, oh, there's a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we got some good stories. So, uh, you know, the zombie one's the easiest one for people to pick apart because there's been so many zombie ones, mm, and yeah. the pitch is it's a story about the last zombie at the end of a zombie apocalypse, mm. and 99% of the time people's faces glow up and they go, oh wow, I've never take heard that take. I definitely had one person who was like, you know, I was like, see, it's kind of a twist, different take on the zombie genre. And they're like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of people who see Zombie Zero and they just go, oh, it's just a Walking Dead ripoff. And, you know, oh, it's just another zombie story. And it's like, well, it's a different one. That's why we made it. You yeah. know, we even, everyone always does the beginning of a zombie apocalypse. No one talks about the PTSD after you finish, you know, a zombie apocalypse and everything's gone, but everyone's still on edge and, you know, no, no one, no one ever does the last one, you know? So it's a different take. Uh, And the zombie's the hero. And the zombie's the hero. So, and it's not a weird wonky comedy, you know, where we're laughing at them and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a different take. It's not just a horror zombie story. It's kind of a nice drama adventure. Is there a message or a theme that you want people to get from your work? Is there something that you want people to take away? Um, yeah, you know, for that story, it's about, um, you know, not judging people, you know, not just judging people right away. You know, the zombie's a good guy. It's just everyone's so scared of zombies, they attack him on sight, you know. So it's 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 about, you know... People who have disabilities or are viewed differently, you know, take a second look. Don't be so harsh to rush to judgments. Um, Space Dragon's about preserving water. Space Dragon. You know, uh, the first Americans is about showing how Paleo-Indians were the first Americans here. You know, not just Christopher Columbus. Sorry, other Chris. Um, <laughs> That's another great no-dialogue book, by the way. Yeah. Very, that, very minimal and, dialogue. And that one has no dialogue as well. Uh, Tad very Galusha, cool. uh, he did uh, another a dinosaur no-dialogue di- book. Cretaceous. Cretaceous yeah, by Omnipress. That's a great book, too. So he has some experience doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, when we uh, looked you guys up, that was like the book that really caught my eye. You know, on on your website was the First Americans. Um, the the art is fantastic in there. I didn't even know it didn't have any dialogue until I opened it up uh, when you brought the preview, and it it's incredible. Like like the hair on the mammoth, you could just see it floating around. It, it it's incredible. 
we've been lucky with artists. You yeah. Know? When you guys asked where we found our artists, yeah. you know, we went to DeviantArt. We found Tad at Emerald City Comic Con, and it's, you know, it's we we've been really lucky with artists. So uh, a lot of it's just building within the community, even then, and like meeting people at cons. Yeah, you know, there's where Tad came in, and whenever we sell it. Seattle, there's a lot of people who come up and they're like, oh, is the first Americans here? Or is Tad's work, you know? So what went into creating that book? Like, did you have to do, like, a lot of research in the history? Yeah, so so Tad wanted to do a Paleo-Indian book, so I did a lot of research and into Paleo-Indian culture, and pretty much discovered they were, the, they were the first people who traveled from Siberia over into North America across the Bering Strait during the late Ice Age, there really isn't a lot of late Ice Age stories other than cartoons and stuff. Um, so I did a lot of research, and the story kind of just fell into place. And, you know, there's arcs, and it's also the time when humans first started domesticating wolves. So he domesticates a wolf, you know, and that's his, like, companion. Um, Tad's just made for the piece, too. I mean, he lives in Alaska, and he's got a big dog, just like this big white wolf dog, basically. So he just opens his backyard, and there's his art inspiration. So your artist lives in Alaska, actually. Right. Yes. Like the Bering Strait is just around the corner. We, yeah, we met Tad in person. That's, that's where we first met him was up in Seattle. Uh, oh, okay. We met Alonzo... Melina Gonzalez, we got him tickets to uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and mm. he brought his parents we were, out. We were really <laughs> fortunate to meet his parents. They took us to a nice dinner. They're Aww. wonderful people. Where is he from? He is from Peru. Oh, wow. And he, yeah. he went up to art school in San Francisco. Very cool. So, you know, it was it was a good experience for his, his family. You know, he's a little more used to America here, but, um, yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> something that's so cool about the – the comics world as well is that people can be anywhere these days. I mean, you think about it back in the day, but I mean, not really all that long ago, a few decades ago, we didn't have the computer resources and the technology to be able to have someone in Peru sending you art, right? Or Alaska sending you art. It would have been, you know, through mail and it would have been this and that. And it's just such a different experience now to, with the click of a button, have amazing people globally, at your fingertips really to be able to bring people together and, and create amazing works. Well, I remember having like pen pals in elementary school yeah. and you'd write a letter and it'd come back like three months three, later, exactly, you know, yeah. and now I'm working with an artist in Peru and Argentina and my other artist is in Alaska. So they're all over the place. See that that's the thing I love about comics is mm -hmm. that it's such diverse like backgrounds and it just comes together because of comics and art and the love of making and stuff. And that that that's like the best stories that you can have. I mean, it's it, it's great actually. You know, working with these international artists, and you know, they're real professional, and they want to work in this market too. And yeah. it's opportunity you know, for them, good opportunity for us to find extremely talented artists. Yeah, good artists, and we we try to treat them well and pay them well, and you know, give them plenty of time and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know. It's it's good. It's good. Now, what does the uh, the future hold for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys hiring like writers? And I mean, you've written all of them so far, right? Um, we're always looking for artists. So you know, uh, feel free to send us your portfolios. Um, you know, a lot of our projects right now are kind of booked. Um, but yeah, we're we have a few new projects coming up. 
you know, if you want to talk about Minion a little bit. Yeah, so along the uh, sci-fi road that Chris was talking about, we also co-wrote um, a superhero book. So it's about the minion of a supervillain hmm. um, helping that supervillain take out the superhero of new New York or, you know, new Manhattan, right? Very cool. Um, and it's it's kind of about uh, a dystopian future where he's systematically oppressed, right? And so, you know, the poor are very poor, the rich are super rich, right? Late-stage capitalism. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's he's just this guy who's kind of forced to do crime. And he's got every opportunity to make the right decision, and that's what the book's about, is hmm. making the right choice. Can I give you my debit card right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's when really does that fun. come out? Uh, it's going to be probably late, late next year, maybe even 2021. Okay. Um, we've got the same artist as Zombie Zero working on it. It's Leandro Rizzo. Um, and we've got a few pages back, and it looks real good. And I'd love to share it with you if you could keep it a secret. Ooh. I would, but not that much of a secret. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be That's all over awesome, my Instagram. Yeah. But it's okay; I only have three hundred followers. So, so are you looking to continue? You know, because you are not just creators, but publishers. So, are you looking to continue expanding your publishing and getting? Um, is, is that kind of a down the road thing? Or definitely, is that... we would definitely love to take in um, stories of yeah. new writers with their own artists. Um, but it's hard to open that door because that's a floodgate. Yeah. <laughs> right. So a lot of what we're doing right now is we're trying to f seek out professionals at conventions who are already somewhat established. Yeah. Instead of just kind of opening it up to the uh, internet world. Totally. But you are looking to make partnerships and kind of continue expanding. Yeah. So so we're we're working with a Hollywood producer right now who wants us okay. to make comic book versions of some of the movies he's coming out with. How neat. Yeah. So that's about all I can say on yeah. that right <laughs> yeah. now. So but more to come. We'll have you back. Future. But we are looking to try to expand and grow bigger uh, awesome. over these next few years. Yeah. So can can me and Maddie create a comic book and have you guys publish it? If it's good, um, yeah, I don't I don't know, Dave. Although he does do amazing art. So we've um, we've 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 looked at a few submissions. We cool. we we get a lot of submissions and stuff, but we do get a lot of the stuff like you said, where some yeah. of the new stuff, you know, the art's bad or you know the writing's not up to par. Yeah, you're you know. building. The best thing that we can do for new artists and writers right now is just give advice and just be open to meeting you at conventions or even just, you know, through our contact email address online. Yeah. Um, we're totally down to help anybody, anybody else who's a creator. Um, you know, it's, it's not a competition. It's a community. I love that. That's beautiful. See, I, I love that attitude. And you don't get that from like many people in the industry anymore. Uh, I, I know being an uh, aspiring artist, I only got that from a, a couple people, and they're like close, close friends. Um, so I think that that's just amazing of you guys to, to be open to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it. You know, art, it's not as much as a competition as much as just get some good art out there. It's expression, too. Yeah, right? it's it's an expression. So there's there's no scoreboard, really, right. you know. And you'll find also that, you know, this is to like young artists and new artists, the more consistent you are and if you keep doing it, people's attitudes will actually change toward you. So, you know, in the beginning when we would go and talk to Image or IDW or some of the bigger names, you know, it was harder to kind of break through and have a full conversation. But now, you know, it's San Diego Comic-Con. We're sitting next to people who are working with Image and we're having those conversations. We're, you know, learning what they do, what, what got them to the step that they're at now. 
That's awesome. Are there any other genres that you'd like to tackle in the future? I mean, you have a lot of sci-fi right now. Are there other... Ooh, that's a good one. Um, how about you, Mason? <laughs> I really want to do a kid's book because yeah. a lot of our stuff's very mature. And so when people stop by with their kids, we kind of have to be like, hey, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, we have Space Dragon, Yeah, I was going right? to say, that's Space Dragon is in yeah. all ages. Yeah. I'd like to do like an even younger mm-hmm. um, kid's book. More dragons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Baby, sorry, dra- baby, baby dragon hey, with tacos or something. Baby. Everybody loves baby dragons. And by everybody, I mean me and probably most children whose values I share. <laughs> think about it. Um, that's awesome. No, I think, and, and especially we talk a lot about with independent comics, you know, you can blaze a trail, you can do something new and edgy and different, but it's also important to look at, you know, who are you writing for and and can you be all inclusive and can you bring in younger people who then are going to be comics fans for their whole life? What are you creating that is for them? You know, awesome. um, I, I do have a basketball uh, kind of sports story in right. the works in my back pocket, um, but that's all I got for that right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, how does it feel to be kind of trailblazers then? I mean, this is a huge step for new up and coming. We'll have you back on here in five years, 10 years with your super famous comics, but <laughs> what's, what's it like to be doing this? It, it always feels good. Uh, <laughs> at each new convention, you know, we, we had our first like helpers at uh, Emerald city comic con this year. And it was like, wow, we actually have other people at the booth with us this year, yeah. you know, working with us. This is amazing. I think, you know, you may have met them if you were out there. Um, and it's just the growth, just the slow incremental growth. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's rewarding. You you realize like, wow, this isn't going away. We're actually like moving towards the dream. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's feeling better and better every year. Yeah. You know, the first few years it, it's shaky and it is really scary, and that's why I emphasize mm-hmm. the point of there's a process to it, and. It's it's almost like any video game or Dungeons and Dragons where it's like <laughs> gotta level up. Like yeah, yeah, each convention's like a dungeon, and you know the San Diego is like the big one. And right. you, when you when you get done with it, you feel like you've gained experience and you've leveled up. And you go back to Long Beach, and you're like, oh, this is low level dungeon. Like nice, only fifteen thousand people here, not one hundred sixty eight thousand. You know, like yeah. I, this is our really close community. We're really familiar with these people. You know, it's. Yeah, so now I go to Long Beach and it feels like I'm just crushing through the dungeon and, <laughs> you know, and I see some new creators who have their first issue and it's like, okay, there, here's where I was six, seven years ago. Absolutely. And then I can give them advice and be like, hey, you know, chin up, kid, you know, keep going, you know, don't, don't worry if you don't sell a lot here. This is, this is more about marketing and getting yourself out there so people can see you the second time. Right. Now, I really hope, time. I hope Long Beach uses that as a tagline, the low level dungeon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Kamikaze used to be a low level dungeon and they sure. keep adding bosses. Right. And- yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's you, awesome. you can't get to the higher dungeons without the lower level yeah. dungeons. One of the uh, number one pieces of advice I'll give someone who doesn't do conventions, who want, mm-hmm. who is an aspiring artist, is go do Long Beach. Go get an artist alley booth at Long yeah. Beach. That's and, great. And there's other ones like San Fernando mm-hmm. Comic Con and Ontario. a lot of the littler ones. And we've uh, just started doing a bunch of book signings at other retailers so we can get used to working with them and that's great you know build readers and stuff like that yeah i think as long as you could grab a a few fans here and there then like that's that's a good start it's worth it yeah and to kind of continue with this this is something i've been wanting to ask um because 
people listening to this might be wanting to create their own comics and might be wanting to, you know, do what you guys have, have done as you're armoring up for your adventure, as we'll say, you know, and getting ready to start. I mean, did you guys have a lot of seed money going in? Is this something that you kind of just sold and sold until you could get better? And then what was it like to do the LLC process? Because you talk about it so casually, like, well, when we got our LLC, but was that, you know, difficult or was that something that was just some paperwork? Well, there, the LLC was the advantage of going to college mm. and networking there. And, when you know, we have Lena Sapikas is kind of like our business financial yeah. go-to guy. And he, he knows how to set up LLCs. He has his own yeah. brewery set up. Um, Which actually, there's only like six or seven steps to setting up an LLC. Anyone could really do it. It's easier than you think. And you don't need to go to business school. You just might need to know someone who did. Okay. So find your resources. Yeah, right. it's not too bad. Um, but it's an important step but, in right. making sure that it's yours. But financially, you're going to have to invest you, yeah. you're gonna have yeah. to buy some armor or whatever you know, <laughs> exactly you, you're, Day gonna, job. you're gonna have to pay for these conventions and you're and not gonna really make your money back for a few years um so you know have that other job or save up or when it's really... sell your comic collection whatever <laughs> right. it is you you, you have to do because you got to pay these artists mm-hmm. you know they're they're working hard for you and if you want good art you you got to pay for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hold the rights, you got to pay for it. And mm-hmm. if you want to print it, you you got to pay for <laughs> it, you know. So there's yeah. But I think <laughs> it's really then you know working hard and then believing in what you're doing, right? And if you're willing to invest in it, look at you seven years later at the massive San Diego Comic Con dungeon, <laughs> and you know and growing and growing. And so I think it that is a good lesson because it's. You guys are such a success story, but I think it is important to acknowledge, like, look at what you guys have done and look at where you started. And that's a lot of work, a lot of money, a lot of time and effort and blood and sweat and tears. Hopefully not a whole lot of blood. Um, and but, teamwork, you know, find yeah. your party. That's I like that. super important. Yeah, you need you need a team. It's yeah. it's you can't just do it yourself. It's tough. Um, a lot of people in the industry told me early on. It takes about 10 years to break in. Hmm. And I was that guy who was like, well, I'm going to cut that in half and <laughs> screw you. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm hot, whatever. And no, it's, it's, it's a 10-year process, you yeah. know. Same thing. Customers got to see you over and over again, you know. Publishers got to see you over and over again. You got to network, you know. Totally. It's, it's not going to happen right off the bat, you know. Very few Tarantinos out there, you know. <laughs> But that's awesome. I mean, you guys are the success story. You're you're coming close to the ten years, but I think you're already <laughs> <laughs> you're already really you you've made your way, and it's uh you know ten year D D campaign. You can do it. <laughs> but I love that metaphor of finding your party, armoring up, you know, going on your adventure, understanding that you do level up. It does take time, just like you know a D and D campaign, just like a story, like a like a superhero or like an adventurer. It takes time, and you can't just expect to go immediately in but if you have the right people at your side and you care enough yeah it's hard because if you're a writer creator you're usually more introverted yeah (laughs) and don't like talking to people as much you know and it drains you more so and it's like you you got to get over that you Mm -hmm. got you got to talk to fans you got to do book signings you you can't just think people are going to go on your website and just pick it up for whatever do you get a lot back from that though from being able to talk to people about it and see that they've read it and see that they're excited about it. Oh yeah, I mean the feed, feed feedback's great, you yeah. know. It, it, 
Nine out of ten, it's it's usually good. And then you have some people who are like, yeah, well, how do they get out of the solar system? And I'm a scientist, and it's impossible. And oh, that was a good one. The pull that was of the back, gravity. Back to the criticisms. Yeah, yeah that was, that was really the criticism one. one. It's like you can't. It's like I have one magical thing in it, and it's that yeah. they can go faster than light, and it's set in the near future. You know, there's there's no like newspaper with this is the date you know i'm trying to inspire you as a scientist to figure out a way to do this you know or inspire young scientists or young people who are into stem to you know find ways to try to push the boundaries you know because mars is great but i don't want to live there you know that's not (laughs) going to be a great second home really you know that and you know once you solve the distance problem and you do get out of the solar system there's going to be other problems on that mission, you know. We yeah. we got to talk about those too. So let's inspire, you know, psychologists and other people who are going to be working on a big spaceship and a generation ship. Or oh, you know, and yeah, from psychologists botanists. to lawyers, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to have a justice system there. To education, you got to have a good education for, you know, all the kids you're bringing along. They're they're the ones who are going to have to build the hospitals and build yeah. all the all the now buildings with, and stuff. With all this sci-fi writing and stuff, and, and people's beliefs do uh, build into what they write and how they write it. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> do you, Davy? Well, I don't do. you? You do. Well, Space Dragon is basically a giant alien adventure. If uh-huh. Space Dragon's an alien, then I want there to be aliens. <laughs> Well, I just want dragons to be real, guys. We don't know what's outside the solar system. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the beauty of planetary expansion is we get to have characters who experience what life is like beyond our solar system. And whether it's you find little traces of alien life or you find a giant space dragon flying space through dragon. space and, you know, shit your pants <laughs> and <laughs> hope it Cry doesn't want to swallow you up, you yeah. know. Do I believe there's life? You'll just have to find out. You know. <laughs> See, I, I saw this documentary once, and you guys might have heard of it. It's uh, the Twilight Zone. So, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely believe in aliens. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a big fan of the Twilight Zone. You know, so that's where we get our original twists from. <laughs> but I think that's the the purpose of comics and storytelling and all of that is, you know, to your point, inspiring people and and believing in things and dreaming up new things and i i think your comics are inspirational and they're cool and they're different and they're um i'm really excited to see what else comes out of critical entertainment and how you grow and continue uh to develop and get to the ultimate uh boss battles and you know it never ends it'll keep going for many 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 years forever and i guarantee you got two new fans right here on your journey absolutely and hopefully many more listeners (laughs) is there anything else that you want to leave everybody with uh no, just to go to www.criticalentertainmentla.com and uh, buy Space Dragon. Vote, vote, uh, Space <laughs> Critical Dragon. Entertainment. Yeah, Space Dragon. Vote Space Dragon. <laughs> 2020, 2020 Space Dragon. I mean, I would. <laughs> uh, at Critical Entertainment. And uh, yeah, think critically. Ooh, yeah. is that your tagline? It should be. It sh- I mean, I think you just came up with it. Think critical. That's, I like that. Um, 
<laughs> critical uh, critical hit on your D&D campaign. Um, you know, back to D&D, our first conversation <laughs> was about D&D. I just really? got to say that. Yeah. See when we met in college. I was like, this circle. guy's cool. We were at he a party. D&D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all the cool people do. Like, Yo, uh, fun fact. Which do you want to join the fraternity with me? Yeah. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun fact about me. And which now will... they play... D and D at our fraternity house. Really? You know, that's how yeah. it works. That's yeah. a, that's yeah. that's a fraternity <laughs> house I would actually go and hang out at, unlike the ones in my college. Um, <laughs> I will say to the surprise of no one, I played D and D for a long time, and I um, my character was half dragon, and that was the only reason that I I played it for what was it, Jeff? Like Jeff's here too. He's just not on the podcast right now. Six years. We had a five year campaign, wow. yeah, and I good. killed the final boss, and it was amazing. And I was like a half fire dragon. It was the best thing ever. Because I came in and was like, are there dragons? And they were like, not yet. And I was like, we'll make their dragons. And I will be there every Sunday. And it was the best. So, so. when's your guys' D&D uh, podcast? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to be on it. I only played yeah. D&D a few times. All day. But I was a uh, talking monkey that specialized in black magic. Why does that not threw, surprise uh, me? Flaming poop at people. Oh, <laughs> so. that's wonderful. So, Indie yeah. comics and Dungeons and Dragons, bringing people together. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. Um, we are so happy to have you. We can't wait to see what's coming from you. Um, we hope to have you back then, you know, next year for Minion. Um, it sounds awesome. Um, again, www.criticalentertainmentla.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram, all that at Critical Entertainment. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Critical Entertainment. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming. And thank you, loyal listeners, all seven of you. We love you. Um, check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. You can also check out our, our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. Please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know if you read Space Dragon. My new favorite comic. Um, check it out. There's amazing comics from them. Let us know if you have looked it up. Let us know what you thought of this podcast. Um, if you're aspiring to create your own comics, tell us about it. We want to hear from you. I also want um, to reassure you guys we have more than seven listeners, okay? <laughs> Do we? No. <laughs> we have more than seven readers. So we promise. I mean, right? <laughs> my mom, um, my aunt. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know. Um. <laughs> Dogs, former owners. You know. <laughs> My neighbor listens sometimes. Um, you can oh, also play really loud. <laughs> <laughs> the whole neighborhood can listen. Um, so turn up your radio, <laughs> and you can stay updated on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. The intro is provided by Cranston, and you can buy all of the amazing Critical Entertainment comics at criticalentertainmentla.com. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Comixology. No excuses. Check it out. If you're in California, they may even be at your local shop at all of those amazing cons we talked about. Um, no excuses. Go find Space Dragon. Read it. Tell me what you think. Let us know on Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, so come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. Wow, Dave. Wow, just left me hanging there. I, it was all by myself. I didn't know we were doing it. We always do it. I've been on like five You're fired. Podcasts. You're fired. <laughs>